Hello and welcome to this conversation brought to you by White House Custom Color. I'm Jed Toffer and today I have a very special guest sitting with me. Julianne Cost from Adobe is here to have a little chat. Hello, Julianne. Hello, Jed. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. Good. Thanks for having me. It's it's my pleasure. Like thousands of other people, I have followed you many years before we were actually introduced, I think by David Junion at one point in a tremendously awkward Dave Junion style. Um, but what struck me is I wanted to know initially, before we really jump into this, what's it like for you to be photo famous? Uh, photo famous. I don't know. I don't, I don't see myself like that. You don't, you really don't. I wondered no. if you didn't. No, not at all. Meaning I, a lot of people know who you are. Well, well, hopefully, I mean, that's, that's my goal is all about education. So it's yeah. not necessarily that they know who I am, but I'm pretty fascinated with technology. Mm-hmm. I'm not really great at technology, to be honest. I know, I know you're giving me that look, but mm-hmm. the thing is I have access to people who build these tools. So I have this incredible advantage where I see the software as it's being built and it gives me time to learn it. And then it gives me time to kind of figure out how to wrap my head around it and then how I can explain it to other people so that they can use it. So for me, what I enjoy most about my job is the fact that I can help other people understand things and do their own work. So that's, you consider that your biggest strength? Yeah. Like basically putting things in layman's terms and conveying it to people that need to actually use it. Well, and helping people who lead very busy lives and are trying to run businesses and everything. And maybe the photo editing is just a very small portion of their life. Mm -hmm. How do they keep up? How do they, you know, how do they learn all of these things? The industry is constantly evolving and it's kind of nice to be able to be that person and say, hey, did you know about this? Or hey, this might help you. Considering all the other stuff that we automatically have to do. Absolutely. Okay, that that makes sense. Um, Today, though, we're going to talk about, I like this topic, the role of personal photography projects for professionals. Yeah. Why did you choose that over something else? Uh, well, for one, I, I just wrote a book on it. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So that's the dead giveaway. But the reason that I wrote the book is because I do talk to a lot of photographers and there seems to be this, this point in a lot of, especially professional photographers life where, I don't know, they, they just kind of burn out. Right. Like mm. they, they fell in love with photography for whatever reason, whatever they loved to photograph, whatever they loved about the process. But then, you know, eventually it turned into work and, and this doesn't happen to all photographers, right? Some people never need to do a personal project because every day for them is an expression <laughs> of their creativity okay. and, and personal work. But <laughs> I think I can relate to a lot of people who do run into this. Gosh, I don't even remember why I started photography. You can relate to that. I can relate to it. What was it like for you? Well, um, just in college, you know, I, I was taking classes in photography and I really realized early on that I didn't really want to do what other people wanted me to do. Like I didn't want to, uh, there was a lot of photography that I didn't want to do. I, I didn't necessarily like photographing people. I didn't like, um, just printing in the dark room. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to own my own studio. I really wanted to make fine artwork and mm-hmm. I love doing composites and that's what I really wanted to pursue. But I also wanted to earn a living and I, right. I don't feel that I'm that good of a salesperson. So mm. I wasn't going to take that on and, and become a fine artist and promote myself. And I just thought, I just didn't think that was what I wanted to do. So I figured, well, when I was taking classes, this job came up at 
at Adobe and technical support. And I thought, you know, wouldn't it be a good idea to get my foot in the door of this major corporation where they will teach me to learn the tools that I need to pursue my craft and I can learn on the job and I have access to all these really, really smart people. And <laughs> then I get to go out in the industry and, and give talks to people and meet all these photographers who I look up to and I can somehow help them and you know maybe some of their talent will rub off on me. So you, did you kind of just fall into that then? Is that? Yeah, I'm, I'm so fortunate. I mean, I was, I was going to school at, um, a lo I went to school for psychology and then I got out mm -hmm. of psychology and I decided I didn't really want to be a therapist. <laughs> and, but that is, I, I will say I use those skills every day when I talk to people because <laughs> and it teaches you empathy and it teaches you like people don't always know the right words when they're asking yeah, questions and right. stuff. So, um, but I was going back to school for photography and it just so happened I was at a junior college and one of my instructors was writing the duotone curves for Adobe oh uh, for like version two. Wow. And he said, hey, there's a spot open at Adobe and they were in my backyard. And I went to school with the kids that were our founders and they're lovely people. And So do you consider yourself more one over the other regarding... Um, fine art photographer as opposed to educator? Um, I would say my official job and my role at Adobe is going to be more through education mm -hmm. and providing people with the resources that they need in order to learn the technology so that they can do what they want to do. Mm -hmm. um, in my personal life, I'm not even sure I would call it fine art. Um, I took a class with a uh, with a gentleman named Keith Carter, and he uses the term a lens-based artist. And I thought that was just fantastic. A lens-based lens artist. Lens-based artist. Because there's always the the few folks who, who just have a hard time saying, well, you know, what I do is not photography when I'm compositing multiple images together. Okay. That's some kind of art. And, and I just don't want to have that discussion anymore. For me, it's all about creative expression and the tools I use are a little bit irrelevant to sure. the final creation. So lens-based artists, I thought. And if you don't know, Keith Carter is a fantastic I artist. Don't, I and don't know him. his work is fabulous. If you ever get a chance, look him up. I, I'll, I'll do that. Keith okay. Carter. What? Why Why do photographers need personal projects? Um, I, I think sometimes, and this is so, this is really not true for all photographers, but I'm not sure that all photographers, when they are doing the work that they do, to earn the money, to support their family, I'm not sure if they feel that it's their most meaningful work. Mm. I think they think that there are other things that they could be photographing, things they want to express, um, things they want to explore, avenues they want to go down, and it's not what they do on a daily mm -hmm. daily basis. So to have these other projects that you're working on simultaneously, to me, is really important. It's a way that, that I can continue to learn and develop my skills. It's a way that I can grow. It's a way that I can test different technologies, and I can take risks and improve my skills. I remember when we would have people bring that, bring that point up, we would say, from a business standpoint, shoot for the client first, but then shoot for yourself. And I think that's fantastic. It's great advice. Yes. Right? And if you can fit that in and you can fit in, like if your personal projects can meld with your client work, right. that's absolutely fantastic. You know, on when I look at some of my projects, like my aerial work, it all started because I was flying for Adobe. I mean, I was just taking pictures out of the airplane window. They were commercial flights. <laughs> and the reason I was doing it is because I was just trying to make better use of my time. Yeah, because there you were. <laughs> yeah, between A and B, I've got five hours in the plane. What am I going to do, you know? <laughs> 
Plus, I'm afraid to fly. So putting the camera between you are me, not afraid to fly. Oh, terrified because it's a control thing. But it's oh, okay. putting the camera between you and like thirty thousand feet below that kind makes of it makes better? you an observer, not a participant. Okay. Yeah, so it totally works for me. Um, so I, you know, but now when I want to maybe rent a small aircraft or something, that's not really client work for me. So uh, do you do that? I do, and and you're. I don't understand. Oh, doors off. It's terrifying, but it's so okay. Like it's what I want to do. It's and like I, a rush. I well, I just love seeing the world from that perspective, and kind of there's this. I don't usually photograph like buildings or houses or man-made things. It's more um, kind of abstract areas. Oh yeah, I'm and familiar. So I, yeah, I love those patterns. That so you is that how see. you get like the straight down? Yeah, yeah. Either a helicopter with a door off or a plane with a door okay, off. Okay, so those stop. aren't just on your commercial flights. No, t- that more makes recently. a lot more sense. Yeah, more recently. I didn't know that you were doing that, yeah. but I knew you were getting these shots, and I couldn't figure it out. I well, thought is she just using the perspective no, tool? No. Sometimes you <laughs> just have doing? to say it. The, what do they say? And when I used to play volleyball, and they say, you know, the, the juice is worth the squeeze. <laughs> you know, like you got to do it. You got to get out there and put I, yourself on the edge. I I so. guess. <laughs> no, I, I I respect that. It just I just can't imagine facing a fear like that. To, to well, that's just me. Why 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 do personal projects fall off the list when, when even if somebody wants, let's say somebody's interested in doing it, and they they don't get around to it, they don't quite get there. So the the biggest reason that most people say is just time, you know. But then I always say, well, we all have the same twenty four hour day, right? So why do some people, why are some people able to do it and some people aren't? I mean, some people have more commitments. That's just, yeah. that's just a, some a people have life. seven children. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I try to set aside time for me, personal time and creative time is the most important time. And I think there's a lot to be said, uh, you know, if you're not happy with yourself, you're not gonna be happy with your life or mm. your spouse or your children mm-hmm. or whatever it is that you need a little selfish time. And whether that's right. a personal project or exercise or whatever it is you do, I think it's really important. Um, there's also a fear of failure. Right. Yeah. So my argument to that is just not, you know, I'm not arguing the facts, but with failure, like I never think of my personal projects as stressful. I think of them as play because you can't fail at play. So yeah. how are you going to fail at a project? See, if you define it, like my client isn't defining what I photograph, I'm defining it. So if I can define what makes a project successful, I'm totally in control. And I can say, hey, I, this project isn't to get great images. It's to try a new lens. It's to try a different perspective. It's to try something else. So you can't fail. So there's not that fear of failure. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, there's not that added layer of stress. I also think that um, sometimes people feel silly. Like, I feel silly. Like The the more recent book, this passenger seat book on personal projects, again, everyone's going to think I'm lazy. The first one was window seat where I was sitting in a plane. Now, passenger seat, I'm sitting in a car. In a car, right. (laughs) But I'm just taking pictures out the window. But it if, does sound really lazy. <laughs> I know it it just sounds like you're really not putting a lot of effort into know, it. Right? Just sitting there between point A and point B. <laughs> and I'm just taking pictures out the car window. But I'm panning and I'm doing this slow blur and I'm getting this great motion you're doing images. Stuff. You're doing stuff. <laughs> but you feel silly, right? Like you're going by and you drive by someone and you realize that person is like looking in your window while you're taking pictures. You're like, oh, what am I doing? But, you know, who cares? Who cares if you feel silly, right? I mean, what the people right. that I respect... They're not going to laugh at me, you know, when I come out Well, honestly, if I, if I cared, if I felt silly when, if I cared when I felt silly, I'd I'd care a lot about a lot. I feel silly a large portion of my life. And we might be making images that are so far ahead of our time, we don't even realize it. (laughs) There could be that. Right? Legit. Because you, now when you, just a, a small technical thing, 
you are uh, manipulating things in Lightroom Mobile. Is that right? Are you doing some adjustments and whatnot? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I adjust my images and post-processing right. all the time. Whether it's on Lightroom Mobile, Lightroom on the desktop, whether it's, mm -hmm. you know, go going into Photoshop and using multiple images in mm -hmm. the same file. Okay. Although the motion blur stuff in the passenger seat book, those photos were captured like that in camera. Right. There's very little manipulation. Like I didn't add the blur after the fact. That's way too hard. Right. It's so much easier to get it in camera. And what do you shoot with a lot? Uh, for that project, I was shooting with uh, DSLR. Mm -hmm. or I guess we can just call them SLRs now, can't we? Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> An right. SLR with... Um, uh, just probably, you're going to ask me all this equipment stuff and people are going to see how non-technical I am. <laughs> I think it's like a 35 to 70 or maybe it's a 28 to 70 or maybe that it's sounds, 28 to 105 or that, something like that. All those like sound that. really good yeah, to me. Yeah, it's, it's a good, it's a lovely lens, fast, really fast um, as far as focus goes, which you have to do when you're in a car right. <laughs> moving fast or a those bus. Will all, those will all work. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> how do you, how do you pick one? How do you choose a project? How do I choose a project? Um, so if someone's, some people just know, right? They just know their personal project. They just, that's what they want to do. And they just go out and, and do it. But a lot of times when I teach a course and I ask people, you know, do you have a personal project? What are you working on just for you that will bring you satisfaction and bring you joy? They say, I don't know. And so then you just have to say, well, okay, if you don't know, I know you don't know, but if you did know, what would it be? And then they'll tell you, right? It's just this fear Come of like, on. oh, I don't want to say it, but I have this idea, but it sounds silly and I haven't thought it through. So you just say, no, I know you don't know. But if you did, like, just throw something out there. And they're like, oh, well, I'll throw something out there. I just don't want to commit to it. So as soon as they throw something out there, um, they, everyone has lots of projects. So I never have just one project at right. a time, right? Okay. Because I like small projects, medium term projects, and then longer term projects. And I like multiple projects so you can switch back and forth between them. Okay. Because you don't always have time. Like some people pick a project, like they have to be in a certain location. Like maybe I want to shoot Northern Lights. Okay. okay. So you have to travel somewhere to right. go shoot those lights. You have to be lucky. You have to be fortunate enough to have the, the weather cooperate and everything. Right. So that in and of itself kind of narrows like when you can do this. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times I try to pick a project where I can do it anytime. And that's the thing that's so funny is everybody has their own life and they think in their life like, oh, I don't have access to anything interesting. Are you kidding? Like mm. Everyone does. They mm. just don't think they do because it's their normal. Right. So you talk to someone and like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I don't have access to anything interesting. Um, oh, so I, I but I, I see you have this picture of this horse. Oh, yeah. You know, I've been racing horses since I was. And you're just like, what? There it is. Like, there it is. There's yeah. your access. Yeah. You know, what do I do? Oh, well, I'm in convention centers a lot. And, you know, I'm in hotel rooms and taxis. And, <laughs> oh, I'm in the plane for five hours. So. <laughs> It really is just making use yeah. of the time that you have. Right. And yeah. I feel like it's also opening your eyes and trying to see things without looking through your eyes or you, like what you say, your normal maybe. I totally, I would totally agree. Because there yep. you are, you know, with the horse racing person. And if, if they would try to look at that with new eyes, they might see something completely different. Absolutely. Once they start photographing it, it's, it's like me in the plane again, right? Where right. all of a sudden I become this, you know, spectator. I'm, I'm watching it unfold instead of being this participant. I'm sure that would happen and with that, as well. Well, and it helps you with your fear of flying too. Yeah. Thank goodness. But I, I think it's interesting that you started by saying when somebody says, I don't know, just say, well, if, 
if you did know, what would it be? Is that yeah. what you said? Yeah, they say, well, I don't know. And I say, well, I know you don't know, but if you did know, what would it be? <laughs> and everyone will answer the second time. So if you ever want to draw something like, what are you looking for today? I don't know. Well, I know you don't know, but if you did know, what would you be looking for? <laughs> and they will say it every time. They'll be like, well, I'm actually looking for this lens. And you're like, ha, see? I, I have never heard of that tactic. It's I great. call it tactic. <laughs> okay. Knowing what you were, what you studied in college for a while, I feel like that says a lot about you. That's like a psychological thing. <laughs> Well, uh, but if you did know, yeah. what would it be? Because you know that they know. Because I'm letting you off the hook. You don't have to commit to it. So that's the thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's very psychological. <laughs> <laughs> well, how, you know, we talked about everyone living such busy lives and some people have, you know, 14 kids and I, I get that. But how do you, how do you integrate this? How do you integrate this into such a busy life? Like what are intentional things that you can do. Okay. So that that's great. So the first thing I would suggest is that people limit the scope, right? Like if you have, I said you should, the, I personally have a lot of projects going on at one time, but that can be overwhelming for some people. So to limit the scope of each project. Now, of course, everything I say, you take it with a grain of salt because mm you want the projects to evolve. If they, if they need to go, it's like a river, you, you start it in one direction, but if it needs to kind of turn left or turn right, go with it. But I definitely try to limit the scope of my projects. And by that, I mean, I try to define what the ending result is that I'm trying to accomplish. So if it's just, I'm going out today and photographing, I don't know, things that are rectangular or a circle, or I just want to get out and get motivated to go shoot something, Mm -hmm. then that's going to look very different from, I want to get 25 exhibition prints that are hanging on the wall, or I want to do a book project, or I want to make a slideshow of it or something like that. But I think if you actually figure out what you want as a result, and then you start working backwards, it helps you to figure out what you actually need to do. Well, and sometimes we just need to crawl before we walk. Yeah. Right. Yep. And, and it seems like, you know, to, to, to don't bite off more than you can chew and keep it realistic and give yourself something that you think is realistically attainable. And since, the- right. And since it's right after the new year, you know, everybody's set their goals for the new <laughs> year. And oh, that just kind of kills me sometimes because people set these goals that aren't. It's not that they're not realistic, but they're not specific enough. Like I try to break it up so. I definitely have milestones that I can reach. So I take these big goals and I just keep chunking them apart. So they're smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller until, until you just, you can get out of bed and just get one done like that. Because the more you can get, I mean, there's tons of studies that say if you can make a small win, Mm -hmm. it's going to lead to bigger wins because you're like, yes, I did it. I did that one thing and now I can do something else. And it also helps people because these longer term projects, you know, sometimes you got to step off the treadmill and then get back on it a month later. And so to have all these goals and to be able to kind of write down and journal where you are as you're stepping off, it's going to help you kind of step back on without that big jolt. Oh, the treadmill analogy. I, that hits, that hits, honestly, it hits home for me because for me, it's exercise, right? And eating, that's my thing. And just to get on a treadmill for five minutes is a big deal. It is, but the, the it doesn't do thing anything is, for me, really. I mean, like physically, it's not like I'm, you know, losing 700 calories in five minutes. <laughs> but, you know, mentally, to get on there for five minutes can lead to another five minutes, and then a ten, and then all of a sudden I'll be like, I, I can do this for a lot more than five minutes. 
But right. it's starting it, right? right? right. It's that initial, right. I have to do this. That Remember last year, Mel Robbins came and spoke yeah. at PPFA yeah. on the first day. And her whole thing is like, like mm-hmm. counting back. I think she goes from five, but five, four, three, two, one. Mm-hmm. And then she just does whatever it is she has to do. <laughs> and that yeah. is great. Yeah. I actually, I was talking about it with a friend of mine. And I was like, yeah. And then she counts back and she goes, three, two, one. And she goes, no. She goes, five, four, three, two, one. I'm like, yeah, I don't have time for that. I just need the three, two, one. I got to go. <laughs> so, but that is, it's so true. And that's with all the psychology that I've taken and everything yeah. too. It's just, you know, at some point we all like to procrastinate, but you just have to get started. You just have to do the work. Yeah. And Whatever you can do to trick yourself into getting started, because once you get started, it's always amazing how much easier it is to continue. And at the end, one of the things that people told me that was actually missing in my book, and I totally see it now, is when you reach that milestone, when you get off that treadmill, you have to take a moment and go, yeah, I just did that. Hmm. I just... I just did that and celebrate it and be like, yeah, that is what I did. So I just made that photograph. I just, even if you didn't, you didn't, you weren't successful with the photograph. You're like, yeah, I, instead of sitting home in my nice warm little room while it's snowing out, I actually got up and I stopped consuming content. So I stopped watching TV or I stopped watching my computer oh. and I went out and I created content yeah. and, and that's what, we need more content creators. Like you stopped consuming you and stopped you started consuming. creating. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. It's it's I want this year, that's that is one of my things is you know, it's it my one of my goals is to consume less and create more. And then that's a great, very broad statement, but mm-hmm. how do you measure that? So just like goal setting with personal projects, it's like, all right, well, how what does that look like to me? Right. Oh, I don't know. Well, if you did know, what would it look like? Oh. Okay. <laughs> that would look like me making X number of images right. or publishing a book right. and then working backwards until I figure out what I have to do on a daily basis to achieve that goal over the time span. So regarding, okay, so let's say I'm, I'm interested in this. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to do this and I get started and it starts to taper or it starts to, I, maybe I get distracted or how do I, how do I push through? How do I persevere? Well, I think, I think you can take a break at any time. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm not against the, if you need to take a break, you have other things going on in your life, take a break, but don't stop. Don't stop the project. Like don't quit the project. You can pause the project. Okay. All right. And the then pause you button, not the, the stop button. The pause button, not the stop button. Okay, I like it. Unless it's something that's just, you're like, you know what? I've just, I've lost the plot on this. I've totally <laughs> derailed. The train is off the tracks and this is, I don't know what I was thinking, which sometimes happens, right? Like, But that's part of the creative process. It is. Is it not? It is because people always ask me like, oh, that, that composite's so interesting. You know, how long did it take you to do it? And I give them like my age because I'm like, <laughs> it took everything from when I was born to this day to make that composite. Um, But you know, the perseverance thing, it's just, sometimes you just, you just have to do it. You, you just have to do it. You just start. Like you said, you just have to get on that treadmill for five minutes. And you know, for me with the personal project, there's, there's not the pressure because there is no risk because I've defined what the success of the project is. So it's all for me. And I know that it's going to feel better when I move it forward. I'm going to feel proud of it. I'm going to feel like I did something. I did something meaningful. I mean, everyone out there, your, your life is, is worth it. You know, do mm. something noble. Mm. Spend the time and do what you really want to do mm. because that, what, that's what you're going to do best. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, and I think people miss that sometimes. What, do, you, do you collaborate 
very much? I do. I try you to. bring people in? Okay, but you have to be a little careful on collaboration. <laughs> okay. All right, so um, collaboration for me is not... Oh, this is going to sound terrible, but <laughs> it's not about emojis or hearts oh, or okay. likes. Okay. So if I am going to, and this, I just think this is, this is advice that I got from someone and I thought it was really, really good advice. And that is know whose opinion means something to you. Oh my. Okay. Amen. I want you to yeah. preach it. <laughs> because every day, like I, I got sucked into Instagram, right? And the likes and it did gives you? you, oh, it gives did you a little you? dopamine. Like, oh yeah, I got a like, I got but a like. But did that happen like. to you really? Yes, it did. And you know what my, the, I didn't know. Do you know that people, like they post stuff and then they, if it doesn't get enough likes, they delete it? I know somebody very close to me that does that. And I just found that out a few weeks ago <laughs> and I was horrified. So this is a thing that's like really rattling around in my brain right now because I start, when I started Instagram, it was a, you know, post picture a day and I like to do yeah. triptychs because yes. I don't like to just stop at the first picture. You did, I like to you did triptychs the all the time. Yeah. I used to always mm -hmm. do it. And then they kind of messed up the way the feed went. Right, right. So then it was just a random right. thing. So it looked weird. So anyway, I'm not doing it anymore. Plus right. sometimes you can't do the same thing over and over. Yeah, right? You got to shift. You got to shift it up a little mm -hmm. bit, pivot. And, um, and so with, the, yeah, with the Instagram thing, um, you start thinking about, well, gosh, you know, I want more likes. I want more likes. And then, and then it just happened over Christmas. I have to tell you like, I'm like all right, I'm going to try something different. I'm going to try these shots that I've taken with my tilt shift lens. This is another personal project. Love my tilt shift lens, love mm -hmm. knocking things out of focus. And they had people in them. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, okay, you know, people who follow you aren't, they're following you for landscape, not for portraits. So this is a risk, but you're going to put it up there. And I didn't crop them square. And I'm like, yep, this is a risk throwing it up there. Crickets. Total crickets. Like, no. oh yeah, it was nothing. And so then I was like, oh, huh. So then I went outside and it was this beautiful snowy scene. And I took this picture and I was like, the most likes I'd ever really? gotten. Yes. Okay. So then I was like, okay, wait a minute. Now I'm letting social media totally control what I'm yeah. posting. Yeah. And for me, because it's not a brand. Mm -hmm. Now, some would argue, well, yes, it is a brand because I work for Adobe and that's mm, one big brand. Sure. But I kind of have to make a decision at this point. Do I go with the brand Yeah. or do I split this into two? No, I don't want two social media, mm -mm, mm -mm. Instagram feeds. So, so what if I just put up the work I want to put up and mm. it doesn't get any likes? Well, I started looking at, you know, who follows me. And there's some fantastic photographers that follow me. Right. So please, you know, like, don't take this the wrong way. But if you've got a bunch of, if, if you're usually taking landscapes and all of a sudden you, you do portraits, well, those aren't your followers. So they probably won't like them. Mm -hmm. Right. But I want to post what kind of makes me happy you and what brings what me joy. Post, right? Yeah. And if no one else likes it. I don't know who those other people are necessarily. So I'm not, I'm not sure how much I should let them affect what it is I post. Maybe not much. And that's, and that's your point. Like decide who it is that should have that power to yeah. a degree. Yeah. Because you don't want to give your power over to just anybody. No, certainly not the interwebs, mm -mm. just random people there. Yeah. yeah. What about accountability though? Like, so I have some close that. friends. So mm -hmm. I have some close friends. And when I said, you know, it's not all about the likes and what started that kind of rantish thing on me was <laughs> more, it was more just about, um, I want constructive criticism. Okay. You know, like, so it's not that I want likes and it's not that I, I want people to say, Hey, 
if you change the tonality here, if you had dodged this side, if you got rid of this distracting element, something like that, right. I'm going to learn so much more from that. Well, and you don't even need to agree with it. No, you don't. You just, it's just. Sometimes you won't. Nope. But hearing other people's opinion, as long as it's constructive right. and not just like, this isn't the most interesting picture I've seen. Like, well, that's not the most constructive criticism I've ever gotten. So there you go. We're even. <laughs> We're it's even. a wash. There, you wasted two minutes of your life and I wasted two minutes of mine. But it is nice to have, to have some feedback from somebody that you feel was well thought out. Absolutely. And I constantly seek that from yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. They're, you're never too old and you're never too good to right. get feedback. Right. Mm-hmm. Again, even if you think they are completely incorrect. Yeah. If they, you don't have to agree with it. You don't have to change right. your work, but it's good. Sometimes you're so close to your work that it's really hard to step back. Like a lot of times photographers get so involved in the process of photographing and the emotion and everything they felt while they were taking the image that has nothing to do with the actual final resulting photograph. Mm-hmm. The other thing I find super helpful is to write about my photography, because if you ask most photographers to talk about the photography, it's really hard to do. Yeah. But I think that we we kind of make work at the level of our language. And so it's really helpful to be able to have the words to describe what it is you were trying to do. Now, some people would say, well, you shouldn't have to do that. You're, if you have to explain your photograph, it's, you know, it didn't work, but mm. I don't think that's necessarily true. Right. I remember going to a museum once and, you know, I walked through the exhibition and I saw it and it was great and I, I enjoyed it. But then I went back just because a friend wanted to go back and we listened to the headset and we listened to the curator talk about why they chose those images to go together. It was a completely different experience. And I felt I got a lot more from that experience. Now that's not exactly the same as talking about, you know, one artist talking about their work because it's a curator giving their opinion about a broad number of work and how they tie together. But at the same time, it's just not everyone is going to see maybe what you intended for them to see because they're all going to bring their own personal experiences to the work, right? So if you can help them, you know, see something in your work or help them realize the message that you're trying to communicate, I always think that's a good thing. And plus it just clarifies. If you have to write about your own work, you you start getting real clear on what you're talking about. Yeah, and what about just doing it for you too? Yeah, or what about incorporating, you know, text into your photographs? (laughs) Or what about, like, I have journals and journals of just snippets of other people's words because I love to read that just create some kind of visual um, image that I want to make eventually. Right, well, you have that that dreams, your dreams, what I dream on your website. Yeah. (laughs) That's trippy, man. I so... Well, thank you. I take that as a compliment. Trip it, is is a, good. it is a compliment. I mean that in the best possible way. Yeah, I have. Uh, I've always had very, very vivid dreams. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it gets awkward sometimes. Like when I, I've actually many times, I, I would say once a month, I, I actually wake up and I think like the doorbell and I, I actually get out of bed and I'm walking towards the door and I'm like, oh, I know that wasn't the doorbell because my doorbell, A, doesn't work. B, <laughs> when it does work, it just goes ding. It doesn't go ding dong. And so that obviously had to be a dream. But you hear that. Yeah. So I, I wrote, you know, ever since college i've written down dreams and they're just this constant source of inspiration for me so it's great i love Uh, it i can't think of a better one that's awesome Mm um so to plug something we can talk about your book the new one okay right i mean you have you have um passenger seat i do it's, it's a combination book. I, I think right. it's like kind of in, in thirds. So there's a third about this whole idea of a personal project and and how to choose one and move it forward and all those things. Then mm-hmm. there's a third of the book, which are just images mm-hmm. that kind of show it's kind of like 
bringing the project to fruition that says, hey, you know, I, I actually practice what I preach. This mm. isn't just a bunch of words. Right. And then the ending part is the Lightroom workflow. So mm. it takes you from downloading your images, how I organize them, how I take them to the develop module, how I process them, how I take them into Photoshop when I need to, why I would do that. So there's a really fantastic educational component. Yes, absolutely. It's not pe- just pretty pictures. Yeah, that people can integrate, actually. Yeah. Um, I like to do a call to action for people, and I feel like your topic really fits this to to give somebody a challenge or to say go do this in the next week or the next month especially you know as we leave convention here we are at this convention and you know everyone goes back home and they're overwhelmed or they're freaked out but i like your i like your philosophy and that it doesn't have to be you know the sistine chapel type scale <laughs> right right yeah so Gosh, it, I mean, there's as many personal projects as there are photographers. So it, it's hard for me to give kind of one overall because I don't know where people are in their life. Well, just pick one. I mean, you can tell someone just to pick something, just to do something. Just to do something. Um, I would say to see part of me is torn. Part of me is saying, well, just pick a pick a project. That's, just define yeah. your project. Good. Like that's your first step. Define it. Good. Um, but I also, you know, people are like, ah, but define it. But that doesn't get me a result. Right. It doesn't give me the end result. So maybe I would be better off telling or encouraging someone to go out and make three images with a specific lens mm-hmm. without moving from a single location. So you pick a place, you stand there and you have to take three images from that location. Oh, that's fun. Or you can pick um, one scene or one object take that object, maybe an object, and take it to three different locations and photograph it. I mean, there's tons of things that you can do just on a really small scale to get out there and kind of get that creativity going to kind of spark it into something else. Um, I love it. Or I could tell them to go buy the book and then they could follow along. Go get the book. Go get both of them. (laughs) If you don't have them, get them. Come on. And and then one other, I will just, if, if I could wrap up with one thing, it would be like... Master your techniques okay, so that yeah. you can do the creative aspect of it. I like that. So you don't have to yeah. think about it so much right. and worry about that piece so much. You don't have to worry about your, your F-stop. And That's great advice. You don't advice. have to worry about picking the tool in Photoshop. I love to hear professional photographers tell other people to learn your camera. Oh, yeah. Learn it. Yeah. Like know it. So there's a great quote that's um, uh, amateurs practice until they get it right professionals practice till they can't get it wrong. Mm, I love it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know who said it, but it's so true. Like you don't, I don't want to have to think about what I'm doing in Photoshop when I am creating my content. Yep. Yeah. I like it when my left hand's on that keyboard and I don't even realize that it's doing what it's doing. Yep. And like five, five minutes later, I'm like, I just did, I have no idea what just happened. You know, that's when I like, I'm in the zone. That becomes the big (laughs) black hole that we know as Photoshop. (laughs) Oh yeah. We'll stay away. You know what? I really appreciate your time. This was oh, great. Oh, thank you. This was fabulous. Thank, thank you for inviting you. me. Thank you for doing this. I, I hope you sell 100 million copies of your books. That would <laughs> like, be I hope sweet. that we get 100 million photographers doing a personal project. Even better. Even better. Thanks a lot. And you know what? Uh, I think it's fitting to, to say any, to anyone right now, if you're saying, I don't know, what, what if you did know? What would it look like? Thanks, Julianne.